Today is October 7th. My last episode was recorded on June 17th. That's almost four months. What happened? It's episode 363 of the Dan York Report, and it would be super tempting and super easy to pin it all on being busy at my day job. My roles, my responsibilities at the Internet Society have expanded. I have more that's going on. We have more of a workload. Uh, We've had some large-scale planning exercises happening this summer. There's been a lot of crazy work. And outside of that, my personal time has been very busy as well with so many things going on that there's very little time for activities such as this or, or blogging, writing on my own sites. All of that has been squeezed a bit. All of those are explanations But there's something else going on. Over the past, say, five years or so, there's been this creeping professionalism, let's call it, happening within podcasting as podcasting has suddenly been discovered and people are now listening to millions and millions. And so I think some folks like me, who have been the independent ones in some ways, I've been feeling a little bit like maybe it's time to step aside or something. Right, let me. The way I think about this is if we think about the early web, back in the early 1990s, when the web was first emerging as one of many different services that were out there. There was uh, Gopher and, and Hightelnet and Waze. I mean, lots of different services were there. And the web was this thing. And those of us who were early adopters, you know, I mean, we built websites and web pages by using, you know, VI or Emacs or pick your editor. And we were hard coding HTML. We were, we were building it that way. It was very much the whole early web was, was a meritocracy. It was, it was people were showing each other what they could do. We were learning from each other. We climbed the mountain to figure out how to make these pages and do these things. And then along came, uh, some designers because in the beginning, right, the web pages and the things you saw, well, first they were all text and then 93 and Mosaic and Netscape later in 94, et cetera, you wound up getting graphics. And there were some, there were some nice websites in the beginning and there were a lot of ugly websites, you know, because engineers and people just, you know, did whatever they wanted to do. I still remember the first website of LPI that was looking like it was all mustard colored with red text and some other stuff and things like this. But then came the designers and people who raised expectations. They made things pretty. They made things look good. They knew design rules. They knew how to do things. And they made it look better. Expectations were raised. The bar was raised. And it sort of became, you know, step up or, uh, or step aside in some way. Then came the tools. The tools came along where the barriers to entry were lowered even more. You had things like front page was one of the ones I remember that suddenly made it so that anyone could build a word a web page. If you could use Microsoft Word, you could basically build a web page that no HTML needed. You could just go and do whatever you wanted. Now, of course, if you knew HTML, you could make it better. But but still, those tools brought in again uh, a step up. And so it was sort of, again, the bar was raised in terms of quality, while at the same time the bar was lowered as far as entry. And so you wound up with, again, sort of a sense of step up or, or step aside. And now today, of course, we have so many more tools and it's so much commoditization. It's so simple now. You know, you can go to WordPress or WordPress.com 
or Squarespace or Wix or, or zillion others and create a website in moments that looks good. It looks solid. It does the things you want to do. Yes, yes, of course, if you have more knowledge, you can do more. But the bar for quality has been raised. You can't just go and throw up a page and, <clears throat> and, um, and have it be acceptable. It's, there's higher expectations. Again, the bar's been raised. Step up or step aside. And, of course, I, I will side comment to say the one cool part about that is we've had this minimalist return where uh, for mobile environments, it's better to have a quick, clean website. And so we're actually seeing a, a good bit of returning to some of that minimalist, easy, but that could be a topic for another conversation another time. But my point here is that the tools came along and this, and I've seen the same thing happening with podcasting. Back in the early 2000s when this was all happening, and in, let's just say 2005 in a, was a particular year for me, when several different things all kind of converged. But in those early years, it was a new adventure in audio delivery. Those of us who were among the early adopter crowd, we had to figure it out. There was a high bar of learning and there was a low bar of expectations, quite honestly, because you had to figure it out. You had to know how to use Audacity. You had to get some or, or some other program like that. You had to get microphone kits. You set up podcasting rigs. You did all sorts of stuff. Again, it was that meritocracy. You had to climb the mountain to be able to figure it out and get it to working. A high bar of learning and a low bar of expectations. Anything went. You could just have somebody going and umming and awing through a whole thing. And that was okay in those days because it was a big adventure in audio delivery. But then over time, you know, as people started to see this was a real medium, we again had the same thing happen. People with good audio backgrounds and good experience in that entered. Uh, radio entered. Repackaged radio shows, NPR, BBC, all of the different folks were out there, brought their content into this new medium. Um, people who were doing audio production for radio stations or for film or for other things, you know, had a new venue and it has been awesome. I have loved to see what podcasting has become. It's amazing. And I love listening to so many of these different shows and things that are out there. But again, the barriers to entry were lowered and the bar for quality was raised. You started to see more expectations that it will sound a certain way. Now, of course, there's the caveat that people don't want it to sound too commercialized, um, but sometimes they do. If you look at some of the more popular shows, some of those are the commercialized, you know, they're, they're done with high production values. There's all of that. We're also seeing, similar to web, we're seeing new tools that are commoditizing the production of podcasts. You're seeing things like Anchor coming in, which allows basically anyone with a device, a mobile device, to be able to go and create a, a, a good quality sounding podcast, complete with intros, outros, bumpers, all those different kinds of things, bringing in interviews, doing a lot. And as a lover of the audio medium of podcasting, that's awesome. That's incredible that we are and we're democratizing podcasting in so many ways with these new tools that allow anyone to go and do that. Which comes back to me, right, in this show and sort of my sense of, well, you know, if I go back to step up in terms of the quality, 
step up or step aside, there is a part of me that has been struggling with that. I've wanted to do more here in terms of an intro and outro. <clears throat> I've wanted to add more sound to it in different ways. But then I start to deviate because this was always, from the very beginning, just my audio blog. That's all this is, the Dan York Report. There's nothing celestial. There's nothing amazing happening here. Maybe some of you may find some of the episodes interesting or more, but this is my place to leave an audio trail on the internet in some way. And so you start to ask again, well, why do I need to professionalize it? Why do I need to do that? And maybe I don't. Yesterday, October 6th, there was a tweet that I saw and things from somebody who I have no idea who he is, but he said, shout out to all the independent podcasters who are slogging their guts out trying to make quality content. Podcasting isn't all about NPR, BBC, and celebs with mega budgets. There's ever-increasingly diverse voices out there. Keep going. We see you. I had to like that, of course, because that is the thing. There Podcasting is this amazing, diverse adventure in delivering audio. And that's the power it has. So for my part, I'm kind of trying to get over that performance anxiety, that stepping up there and saying, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not. Maybe this needs to fade away. But in the meantime, I'm going to continue. I'm going to get back into that, move through that stage fright or whatever you might want to call it, and, and start to get more of these episodes back out there. So... I'm back. I'm working through that. It's an exciting time in podcasting. And don't expect to see intros or outros anytime soon on this one. But that's not the point of this one. And with that, I'd be curious to hear your comments. What have you thought about this? If you've been podcasting for a while, have you pod faded a bit? Have you taken a break away? Or have you stepped up? Have you raised the bar on your own production and your own production values? What have you done? Leave a comment here at soundcloud.com slash danyork or anywhere you see this on social media. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. Bye for now.